We'll do an episode on makeup. And we're going to hear I'm this recording now. cricket. Thank you. We're fine. Uh, hey, it's, you know it's what it fine. is? It's homey. I need to close my it's flu. Homie. It's homey. Rustic. It's summertime. I need to close my flu. I'm losing the flu. We really should give Morgan a clean intro, though. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the No Apologies podcast. My name is Morgan, Brooka, Angie, and Mara. And today we are talking about money and budgeting. Woo! Yay! <laughs> we love to talk about money. Do this. I don't know who you are. I mean, okay, sure, but I feel like we need to have a better attitude around it because, <laughs> well, just because, okay, stop, stop, Mara. stop. So it's like, she's <laughs> hard. It is, it is hard, but it's like, it's like with relationships stuff, the more you talk about it, the more comfortable it gets, or the more yeah, we're yeah. able to have those kinds of conversations. We've all, me and Mara are in our 20s. Mom yes. and Brooke are in 50s. their late 50s. 40s, early 50s. Yeah. And we've all been really, I, I would say, have done really well with the financial situations that we have been, been put in. We've yeah. taken I would agree with that. really good stewardship, regardless of where we're at. Right. Girl, we have pinched pennies till our fingers bled. Survival yeah. skills. So I think, you guys, I think you guys would have great insight on, you know, being a woman, a single woman with a job and how to find, and kids and everything with money. I'm married and I have a, a bit of insight uh, on like being married with money and you guys do too. So and I am single, have never lived with a partner and have no desires to right now. Yeah. Right and so it's how yeah. I practice budgeting for that kind of shit. Yeah. So what's, what, what do you guys feel like would be helpful for people to know about, um, you know, handling your money as an adult? Doesn't have to be a whole lot, but start investment early. There is a book. It is called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. We're going on like 20 years. I'm listening to it and I'm like, son of a biscuit. You are kidding me. Because when I was like in high school, I kept telling my parents, you need to, re you need to invest in real estate. And the more I listened to this, this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and cash flow, and understanding that the first like 10 years are the hardest when you're investing in real estate or whatever, like startups, entrepreneurial, um, it's all super important mm -hmm. um, to know that this is where the greatest, like, suck it up and suck it in because this is where it's hard. But, oh my gosh, you guys, you retire at 50-something. We're 50-something and we are not retiring. Right, right. And the book is entitled Rich Dad, Poor Dad for a reason. Mm. His best friend dad, best friend's dad was the rich dad. His dad was the poor dad. His dad was the one that believed that education raised you up. His dad was the one that believed that you get a job with good benefits. Like all the BS we've all been fed. Right. Okay, but... But then the rich dad was the one that's like, um, you either work for the man or you work for yourself. And, and it, there's a lot in there. There's a lot, a lot in there. You have to listen to it to hear the nuances. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, there's a lot of nuance to it in the world. It can't just be an either or type of thing. It's kind of harsh, but it's like also really good. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning a lot. Um, I do know that um, you gotta, you gotta buck up and buckle down mm -hmm. and do without for a while while your money is working for you. Mm. And there's all different ways to do that. And so another friend of mine told me, this is like the only other piece of advice that I have. 
And that's that when you, you have to get your 401k above $100,000. Once you get there, it just starts doing its own thing and making money. So I was like, right on, let's do this. And then the stock market crashed recently. Well, my version crashed. Um, and I went from almost getting there, because in my little bitty retirement, this started from like 2013 on, because I thought being married was going to be like that thing that happens. Ew. But baby, baby, there are no guarantees. So mama's divorced. There's no guarantees There's in no life, guarantees, including your money. Including your money. Yeah. So I now only have a single income, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to get above that 100000 mark. And every time I turn around, the freaking market is like ailing. Mm. Two people at this table have state retirement. A hot diggity. Yes, which is way better. And it is guaranteed and there is no loss. Mine, because of loss. the state that we are in. We Correct. will preface that because how much has been... It doesn't go with been, the market. It stays yeah. very stable. Especially because there's been so much that's been grandfathered in right. from when it was first established. I don't even know when back in the... It's been around a long time. 60s, yeah. 70s, possibly earlier. Like, it's been around for quite a while and has been grandfathered in several, several times. Yes. Like, going back to what you were saying about Rich Dad, Poor Dad... It, yes, having education, getting a good job with benefits, or a job with good benefits, and that can be huh, really beneficial. Ugh, I don't like <laughs> stacking the words like that, but it can like, be. It, it can be. Like but, I'm looking, but you're still stuck. You're still stuck working for someone else. Yeah, but also but I have something I th- to say about that too. I right, yeah. I've got like I, that's I personality wise. Right, mm, that's where it is. It's mm, like see, I'm sitting because here. I think mm. we I think we tie money too much to standards and not enough to knowing who we are. Right, and so Amen. I'm gonna say I do not want to be a go getter. I do not want to be Amen, sister. a pusher. I'm not working for the man. I don't <laughs> want to <laughs> work for the state, baby. I'm working for the man. <laughs> I gotta I gotta piggyback off you when you're so done. my thing is that I don't want to so be an bad. innovator. I don't want to be a go getter, a trendsetter, a, a maker, a creator. Like I can do that in church. Because <laughs> We in church now for those two. Not me. Or Morgan. No, no, no. That was a conversation Morgan and I had earlier today. And we're going to have to tell you about it in the next episode oh, that we record. God damn. Um, do we anticipate that or what? Basically. So my thing is that I don't... It, I do... I have creative passions. I have creative drives. I love to write. I love to do art. But I like being creative. I love it. And a lot of people are like, oh, make your hobby a full-time job. No! And I'm like, fuck that noise. I enjoy writing. I have written, I'm trying to think, Last in the last year with one of my best friends, I have written over 100,000 words. A regular trade, no, mass market paperback is about thirty to 40,000 words. So I have written... Like two novels. Like two yeah. and a half novels, <laughs> three, novels. three novels. Right. Yeah. In just a year, because that's my passion. And if I were to market that, I would... If I had to rely on that as my sole income, I would kill myself. I would burn yeah. myself out. Not literally, figuratively kill myself. Yeah. Trying to burn myself out, creating enough for One the market. And for getting my, to a deadline. And getting yeah. to a deadline. My thing is, is that I work to play. Yeah. I work to have money so that I can play. 
I, here's what I would, here's some of the things I'll say about money. I think that a plan is great until it isn't. Right. <laughs> until you outgrow okay? it. Okay. So I have seen this in my life. Um, plans are great until they're not. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, we bought this house in 2013, mm-hmm. had no idea that glioblastoma and breast cancer mm-hmm. and complete mayhem were coming our way. Okay. Because how so long did it plans, take from the time that you bought the house to when that cancer journey started? It was Rob the next only year? lived for like a, a year. year. One year, baby. One year. I was. So that, I that's was why 14. I say plans nothing, are great until they're not. Nothing I'm is having guaranteed. To no guarantees. My, I'm uh, having to reframe a lot of my teenager years yeah. for the audience, so that's what my silence is right now. I'm just okay. having we, to reframe a lot. We moved here in 2015. Mm-hmm. We you moved here the summer before your freshman year. Because I was Wait. 14. No, mm-hmm. it was had to be more than 2015 because 2015. No, no, no. We moved here in 2013. 13. Because 15 is when my dad died. Oh, because I, I was 14. Here. 2013. Right. It was the fresh. Oh, her I'm a year fresh. older than the year. 2013, we moved here. Yep. And 2014, he was diagnosed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rob lived in. Uh, Rob okay. lived in. So the house. Our dream home a year. Okay. That's crazy. So plans are great until they're not. Right. Okay. There's no guarantees. Think I, about how many people. <laughs> Had amazing financial plans before 2020. COVID. They had no flipping clue what was coming down the pike. And they had all their ducks in a row. There are no ducks. There is no row. And there, there are no, are no guarantees. There's Remember no basis. I told you that? Yeah. yeah. I always wanted to have my bases covered. And Brooke was like, no, Angie, you don't understand. There's no basis. It was a made up construct mm-hmm. by society. It is. There's no basis. There's, there's no, no guarantees. There's no ducks in a row. No. Okay. And that's what's so So crazy that's why too. I say a plan is great until it isn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we base money on. My, okay. Money, just like anything else in life, has trends. Yes. Okay. There are trends. I'm 50 years old. I've seen the trends. The trend now is passive income. Passive income is great if you want to do that. But here's the thing. You, if you don't know who you are, a trend will tank you before anything in this Mm -hmm. world. That's me. Mm -hmm. That's who Angie is. Like I like working for the man because I don't have to clean up dog food. I don't have to clean up dog food. <laughs> well, no, because, like, I, because I know there are some things that I know are going to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. And within that consistency, I want to find my passion and do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Within that consistency. But that's just me. Now, other people, like, like passive incomes, like I know people who are... They are making bank off passive incomes. I mean, they are making bank. So I'm not saying passive income is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm saying no, don't follow trends. Right. Right. Figure out who you are. Figure out Do what not works for let you. trends, the church, society, narratives, friends, constructs. family, constructs, tell you how to spend your money. Mm-hmm. But you have to know yourself. You have to get to know yourself. That's right. And the only way to know yeah. yourself is... To figure that out. That's yeah. right. And it's That's exactly really it. hard too because I think there's such a big culture right now. It's either you lean into the trend or you don't talk about money at all. Right. And what? Neither yeah. And you guess I'm you so know. out of time. It's yeah. like there's I my family did not grow up talking about money. Right. Oh yeah, we didn't other the only thing we were. Right. And I mean like we ignoring the churchy aspect of it. The only part about finances that I was told was that Regardless of how the money comes into your house, you pay 10% of it first to the church. And then God will bless you and make sure you have enough 
And to spare. That's right. the only financial advice. That's the advice. only yeah. financial advice I yeah. ever yeah. got as a child. Exactly. And then I was expected to be able to manage finances once I was out on my own. Right. Um, I lucked into several okay-ish jobs straight out of the my mission, which cared for me financially, like... Didn't have to pay rent, didn't have to pay for food, didn't have to pay for the gas in the car, didn't have to pay for the insurance, didn't have to pay for any of that. Mm -hmm. So it like, it set me up for living out in the real world, but not really. Right. And then a lot of my struggles has been learning how to be able to talk about money, learning Mm. that money should not be kept a secret, learning that you should be able to talk with your coworkers about what they make. It's not off the table to talk about money. It isn't off the table. And it's actually... If your job mm. ever tries to tell you you can't talk about salary, that's illegal, and it you is. need to go talk to a lawyer. Yep. Get, get some legal advice, because it's illegal for them <laughs> to have you sign any kind of NDA, any kind of contract stating that you will not discuss your pay yeah. with your coworkers. Oh, I know. I just ended up getting a merit increase due to the fact that I discovered that they were hiring new grads at more per hour mm-hmm. than I was making as a 13-year nurse with cardiac background. See, right. that's some bullshit. That's but that's why we need to talk about That's why money. we need to talk and, about and it. And there's yep. a culture of, we don't talk about money. You just so, shut up and take your we job. We don't talk you, about Bruno. Do you want to hear about this? I end up getting a $3 an hour increase. So my thing is that I have felt secure enough in my finances that I dumped a direct deposit from my paycheck into my savings account. Don't ever see it. It doesn't touch my checking account. And so right. I don't know that it's there. Out of sight, out of mind. It's really great for my brain. Um, so mm-hmm. I have an account like that at a different bank even. I don't want to go to a different bank. I have USAA. I bank with USAA. And they have amazing rates. They I do everything through USAA. Well, that's because you're military girl. Not that the is rest, because I'm The rest military. of us don't have that privilege. I know. I am very privileged. I will acknowledge that. And two, another thing when we're talking about finances and throwing around these numbers, we acknowledge that we are white, middle-class women. Oh, for sure. Who speak for yourself. I'm Native American, girl. I just was raised not on the res. <laughs> okay, I'm adopted. Fine. A percentage. Though. White passing. Half. White passing. Yes. Yeah, because I'm not Southwestern women. Native American. I'm Eastern. Yeah. I know. I yeah. know. But, like, we, we acknowledge that we have this privilege to be able to talk about this. Oh, and, yeah. like, I've done the scrabbling at the food bank. Mm-hmm. And I acknowledge I'm also really privileged to live with my grandparents right now and I don't have to pay rent. Yeah. Which is really nice. That is nice. Um, and Very so nice. I, I've, I'm in a spot where 15% of each paycheck goes into that savings account nice. and that is roughly 150 to 200 dollars depending on the paycheck yeah well and i'm like a nice go. little cushion for later it will be except i had to take a majority of that out to replace tires i was just that was say, except then the car breaks down it was it was, was bullshit. It, was my car, it was my tire went completely flat it's at the grocery store the car it's always the car yeah. but yeah so it's like so that's actually one of my pieces of advice if you if you are able to make your bills and you have extra left over that improves your quality of life, I will say yes, start a savings account, but also don't deprive yourself of fun things. That's right. If you have to make ends meet and you have 20 bucks left over at the end of the month, buy that shiny pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. Get or- a shirt, go to the movies, treat yourself to something small that will improve your quality of life. Mm-hmm. Or you can do what I did and just buy a really expensive camera. 
That's <laughs> true. But it's like it's. it's but then too. it's like that twenty dollars can go into a savings account for that rainy day. Right. Exactly. Ex- expensive camera. Yeah. It's, That's what it is. And I don't want to say that I don't know what it's like because at the eleven seventy five job i took home 400 a paycheck mm-hmm. what yeah this is bullshit girl. yeah because i was still putting in the maximum amount to my state retirement mm-hmm. wow. i was still putting in the maximum amount to my vent to my life insurance to my disability to right. my health insurance yeah. i was still putting the same amount of money in that i'm putting in now yeah you want to hear a funny story mm. wow so like when the kids were little and we were seriously broke because their dad was in school and they were like in diapers and my kids were 90 something percentile in height and 10 percentile in weight so hmm. we qualified for like wick or whatever mm-hmm. which was super helpful it's the women mm-hmm. women infant, infant and children mm-hmm. and so my kids got this like protein type shake mm-hmm. thing toddler mm-hmm. yeah that was it's like the next step up from formula. Yes, they needed that so much, and even then, they still didn't gain much weight. But I knew they were getting the protein. They they, needed. they were getting the calories, and then they needed yes. yeah. Every day they had one. It was so great. Um, it really was like. But the fun part is, is when their their dad actually got like a real job, mm-hmm. and we had like real insurance. I went to DES and I said, "Hey guys, I'm really excited. We have health insurance outside of you guys," and they're like. Okay. And I'm like, so I need to cancel my access. No, no. And they were like, what do you mean? I said, well, we have our own health insurance now. Right. They're like, God. we don't know how to do that. I'm Come, like, coming from DCS, I'm sitting here and I'm like, they won't know how to do that. And also, you don't necessarily need to do it. But I understand yeah, the but pride I, of being I, able I, to. I do wanted it. to be able to give it to somebody who needed it more than I did. Yeah. That's true. And I was like, but I, I don't need it. They're like, but you have it for the next like three and a half months. I'm like, but doesn't it need to go to somebody who needs it now? <laughs> like I've been financially everywhere. So I'm finally at a place in my life. I'm almost 50 years old where I'm stable, mm-hmm. like stable with some extra. Mm-hmm. And now I have to go part time. I'm like, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nothing people is guaranteed. Right. So, and, and like, I used to think it was such a huge setback when I would have to spend that money. Right, yeah. but like, I failed, I failed. Right, but also, like, right. no, that car is getting me to my job, my job. Right, right. but then it was, I, I expressed a lot of that upset in um, the family group chat because I was like, I, it feels like such a blow to have to pay this 300 to buy these two new tires. I feel... Ah, and and I, I made like some very inhuman noises about it, and I was I was just yeah. so frustrated. And then I was like, I know that it's worth it because this is the car that takes me everywhere, and this is the point yes. of having the savings account. But it still feels like I failed because right. I've had to use it. Right. Well, but see, that's the hard part because we have this like end goal, this mm-hmm. expectation. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. expectation is is that we're gonna have to use it, mm-hmm. but we don't see that expectation. We set we have this expectation of arrival. Mm-hmm. And two, I think two, when so for my savings account, it's like that's where I put the money that I'm planning to use for other things. So like I have a tattoo planned. Mm. It's going to be three hundred dollars. Right. I had to pay $300 for my tires. And I'm like, well, shoot, there goes my tattoo. And I know I'll get back there before I have to get it. But it's Mm -hmm. also like, 
it, it's frustrating because it's like that's things that I want for fun. And I can be like, yeah, sure, it's there. I can use it. Do I want mm -hmm. to? No, but I can. So there are a couple of apps that are that I've tried that are really good apps, but I can't use just because my I get hives anytime numbering happens. Yeah. Um, so I've tried Mint, which is associated with Intuit. It's tied to TurboTax. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. it's, it's a really good option. Right. I haven't exactly gotten into it. My bank didn't like logging into it. But I've heard good, good things about it from other people. But when I did try, actually, for a, a month, because it is called You Need a Budget. You link your account, all your accounts. So I linked my checking account. I linked my savings account. I linked my two credit card accounts. And I linked my auto loan to it. Mm. And it pulled any of the transactions from there daily. And it was like, okay, so you need to assign these to a category. And in each category, you put a number amount of money that you needed to put into the category. And then when you assigned a transaction to a specific category, it took the money out of what you had assigned to it. Mm. It was honestly very useful at the beginning. But then it got very overwhelming because it was still number crunching. I was still having to stare every single purchase in the face and be like, I could have used that money somewhere else. Uh -huh. And then it's like, oh, you need to reproportion. <coughs> Excuse me. You need to reallocate money. Because if you tried to put a transaction into an account that didn't, into like a spending zone that didn't have money, it wouldn't go. It's like you need to put more money into this particular spending allowance so that you can put the transaction in there. And I was like, nope, too much. It was very micromanagey for me. And it, mm. they have a That's lot. dumb. Right. But then they also, on the, on the You Need a Budget website, they have a lot of really good videos that walk you right. through it that help teach financial literacy. Right. It's a really good place for people to start if they don't know how to budget. Mm. Um, especially because the way that they look at it is that from whenever you start your free trial, you get 34 days because they want you to have two rounds of a paycheck to go in so you can look at how to budget. Right. Mm. I know how my brain operates. Mm -hmm. And I operate in the simplest world I can find. Mm -hmm. Angie goes to the simplest world she can find. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just am wired that way. And I do not want to think about my summer paychecks. Mm -hmm. I do not want to think about them in January. I don't want to think about them in February. I don't want to think about them in March. You don't want to have to I don't save want over to the be school like, year for Oh summer. my gosh, I'm not going to... Right, I don't... Not with a fox, not with a box. box. I do not like it. Right, exactly. I really like the Dr. So, Seuss theme. So I have, a lot, I have a lot of friends who will say to me, Oh, but you would be getting so much. I'm like, yeah, but then that's another thing I would have to think about. And, it's still and money, money. It's still it's the same amount of money you're getting. It's just right. spread out further, and you don't have to chunk out the thirty percent anyways right. on your own. So it's so, knowing who you are because yes, right. the theme of Angie of a minimalist goes through <laughs> most of my life when mm -hmm. you get to know me. Least yeah. amount of. Effort. I am a minimalist. Least I'm a minimalist in my actions. I'm a minimalist in my thoughts. You know. Well, and that's just okay. how I roll. So both my parents were teachers. Mm. And back in the day, they didn't do the paychecks. They did one lump sum at the beginning of summer. Yes. So, so you didn't have not, a choice. They did, Not only that, but you got taxed on that money when it came in the first time. Yep. And then you got taxed on it when it was dispersed the second the time. The second time, yeah. 
And not only that, my parents always, always ran out of money. In the summer. At the end of the summer, mm-hmm. before their first or se- their first paycheck would come in. So they would borrow from my brother and I every freaking summer from mm-hmm. our savings account. So I have a hard time spending any money out of my savings account mm. because that was our groceries. Mm-hmm. That was how we made sure the lights stayed on in our house mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. every yeah. end of summer. So I have a really, really hard time once that money's in savings, I'm like terrified to touch it because mm-hmm. back then that meant I would have no food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, you haven't said much about money, Morgan. I was gonna say, yeah. What What are your advices and tips and <laughs> tricks? Because Because you're married. You're the only one here at the table that is currently married, mm-hmm. and you you have a partner to talk about these kinds of things with. So how do you how do you manage that? Which I think is actually harder. Oh, yeah. Yes. Definitely. Hell yeah. I'm just going to say that straight up. I think it's harder to be married with money. I would say my my one piece of wisdom or advice would be if you're married with money or if you share money with somebody, Mm -hmm. a partner or Mm -hmm. something, it doesn't matter how good your partner is at money, you also need to be just as involved in the finance. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Right Mm. on. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I grew up... With people. <laughs> people. Let's just call them people. Let's just say people. The <laughs> lady at the end of the table named her mom. No, I not my parents. We're basically like, oh, I I know nothing about the money. My husband does all of that. Mm-hmm. I know nothing. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you one thing. That yeah. makes I, me I couldn't so tell you. Mad, I couldn't tell you how much he makes, how yeah. much our insurance is, how much our car insurance is, whatever. But if they die, they're fucked. Carson makes all the money because mm-hmm. I'm in college right now. Right. And so, and he's great. He can do spreadsheets. Oh, my gosh. Carson, so Carson is amazing. He's an engineer, right? Right. So, he fucking knows spreadsheets. He knows numbers. Yes. He knows yeah, how to crunch does. them and make them work for him. He makes them dance. It's beautiful. Every month, Carson literally, we get our bank statement. Carson makes a spreadsheet of the monthly mm, expenses. Spencers. And then he calls me in the in the office and asks me how I spent his money that month. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's very, you know, particular. He's, very particular he's like about it, and you want he. It's also too one of those things that if you know your spending habits, right. you can see. Okay, do you want to cut back on this? Do you want right. to make a better habit regarding right. this? Yes. My advice would be get get online baking apps on your phone. Oh my yes. god, hundred percent. Do it. Do it. Do yes. it. Make it easily accessible for yourself, yes. and you can see everything. Exactly. Yes. If you're in a relationship or you're married or whatever. So true. I have a home baking app. Carson has his home baking app. I can see every mm-hmm. every oh, purchase that yeah. Carson makes and that I make, unless it's in cash. Yeah. I can see our credit card balance. I can see our rent. I can see literally everything on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is my thing is like, don't ever trust that your partner has all the money figured out and you right. don't have to do anything. Right. Because... Then I will say too. Yeah. I will say too, because then there's moments and times if you don't know what your partner's doing with the money, if you don't know how the money's going, mm-hmm. right. you can end up in so much goddamn debt because yeah. your partner can sign for things for you yeah. and pull things out in your name right. and get you into so much trouble and then you're left high and dry. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that happens. And oh, then- I know somebody that that happened to, to mm-hmm. the tune of six hundred thousand dollars in gambling debt mm-hmm. exactly so yeah. she don't do had that. You just no don't idea you don't no, That's your partner thing. your partner could be a ama- an amazing person yeah right. he was an amazing person but except they, for that they right there's gambling trouble. you need to know how yeah. your money 
even though Carson's making the money, it's our money. Right. You need to know how your money is being spent. Mm -hmm. Right. I will also say this, too. Um, If you are someone who is in an abusive situation and you don't know how money works, if you are able to get financially what is it um intelligent if you not independent because that comes later but if you can learn about finances right and you can have an understanding of them there can be ways to get yourself out to become financially independent if you need to Mm -hmm. like i'm sure morgan and carson you and carson you probably had the conversations about what are you going to do with money? How are you going to handle it? Mm-hmm. And those are frank conversations that also need to happen, too, yeah. when you enter into a partnership, if you go into business with a friend. That's the other thing, too. Don't. Just don't, don't do it. That's don't the go into don't business with a friend. Do it, or just don't fucking do it. Just don't. Just don't. It's like, no, oh my gosh. No. So many triggers. Don't do business with a no. friend. No. If you, you do, yeah, have mm. boundaries. Make sure you respect one another. Get everything in fucking writing. Yeah. yeah. Everything. everything in goddamn make writing. Make sure a lawyer looks it over. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. Also, so if you do, if you are in a position where you're, fi- where you are being financially abused if if you don't have control of the money if you are being micromanaged by your partner regardless of gender regardless of your relationship status send money to your friends in cash and have them venmo or zell it to you right just don't have the app on your phone and then when you need it you can order the cards associated with it the debit cards linked to that cash account yeah. So and I, and that, yeah. that's the thing. If you if you are constantly in the dark about right. yes. what's going on financially, mm-hmm. that's a red though, flag. Even though you're asking questions or you're saying, like I had a I had a friend in Phoenix and like we were all swim moms, right? And um we we got to know each other because of swim school. She was telling me that she was going to the Goodwill and, and shopping there because you know, her partner was like, oh, you're spending money, blah, blah, blah. And, like, she would literally pinch pennies and cut coupons, like, tell her fingers blind. Okay. He would follow her to the Goodwill, and she'd put something in the cart, and he would take it out. Mm-hmm. These were things her kids needed. These were, like, like lunch boxes, like, things that her kids needed for school. And, and at the Goodwill, things don't cost that much money. Right. And he was even micromanaging the Goodwill. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and she was telling me this. And I said, you're being financially abused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is not something a lot of people think about that being a direct yeah. type of abuse. That's true. And she looked at me and I saw the light bulb go on. <laughs> it was something that slowly happened over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I... She ended up getting a divorce. She ended up, like, going back to school, getting her social worker degree. And I don't know if, you know, saying something was the right thing to do, but it, you know, I have no filter, so whatever. But also, yeah. it's like, if you point it out to someone, and then they, they, can, choose, they can choose they to do with that right. information what they want. Right. And that's part, too, of, like, why we do stuff like this, this right. podcast. Like, we talk about these things openly, frankly. We talk about, 
You know, the fact that we need to talk to our partners about money. The fact that we need to be financially literate. That's the word I was looking for. Financial, financial literacy. literacy. That's the I phrase I was that. looking for. It's school. Mm-hmm. In middle right. School. And so, like, you have to know how to do finances, knowing how to do taxes. Tax season just finished at the time that we're recording this. That's really? Because mama still hasn't done her. Tax day is April 18th, ma'am. Girlie, I always, for the last three years, I've had extension. extension. Yeah. So, yeah, just know yourself. Know yourself. I and that is the and if you're that small is potatoes, literally they ain't calling you. Okay, no. I'm not kidding. That is literally the best piece of advice I can give anybody. Is the more you know yourself, the better you, the better you will feel about your money. When you know yourself, you even know what you want to spend money on. That's true too. Yes. Other people tell us what to spend money mm-hmm. on. And what Other you don't. people tell us society, mm-hmm. the church, narratives, families, family Marketing. relationships, friends, whatever they tell us. This is what you spend money on. What if you don't want to spend money on that? So I would rather go spend money on shoes. I would rather I would rather travel in the summers. Mm-hmm. I would rather go do experiences. I don't really care about my art. Mm-mm. I spend thirty bucks a month. It's the best thirty bucks I've ever spent for what? a guy to come and spray weeds. You're welcome. So my yard and Brooke is the one who told me about this. <laughs> um, so. 30 bucks a month, he sprays the front, he sprays the back. Best 30 bucks I've ever spent. It doesn't look like a nightmare. No. But it just You don't have to clean it. Exactly. And so I think that is one of the most important things I can say because mm-hmm. for the longest time, I let other people determine Dictate. what I even wanted to spend my money on. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that that is really, don't let other people decide for you what you want to spend your money on. You are making your money. You are the person who should decide where that money goes. Yep. Okay, so when my husband died in 2017. Oh, we got to I had already, insurance. okay, get life insurance. I will say that. Get yourself a good life insurance policy. My mother would kill yes. us if I we am didn't a widow. I am a widow and 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 my sister-in-law whose niece is Mara. My on this my trip, mother. She is a widow also. And so you have to get yourself if you're married and you have children, you get need life insurance. Life insurance. If if you're Any single, children. you know, single, that might be a little bit different. But if you're married and you have kids, you need a life insurance policy. And the other thing, and that's not actually what I was going to say, oh. but that's a really good thing to say. I have another, the other thing, another um, perspective on that. The other thing I'm going to say is this. We get curious about your money. Okay. Yeah. There nobody is does so much. There are so many programs out there that we don't even know about. I um, first time home buyer I tutored. Loans. There's like I so tutored much with available. a program called Homework Help. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was I have my master's degree mm-hmm. in education, and so I was be- getting paid like twenty two bucks an hour to tutor. Oh. But these kids, it is called Homework Help through the City of Tucson Library Program, mm-hmm. and they're it's free. It's free. And I know parents that are paying twenty and thirty and forty dollars to have their kids tutored. And I was with people tutoring kids that had doctorates that could be tutoring your kids. So find out about programs, ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, when when Rob, when my when my late husband died, um, my girls have gone to a grief therapy program, and for I free. have a, for free, for free, for I, free since two thousand seventeen. Sophia just has t- gone to a camp. 
an amazing camp. She is going to it again this year for free. When my dad passed away, there are so many available programs out there for survivors. Like, find the survivor programs. Yeah, get like, curious. I, mine was a military survivor thing. One. So, like, it was... Um, Snowball Express. Snowball, Snowball Express. Express. We did that. They yes. flew us out to Dallas. Gary Sinise does Snowball Express. Yeah, Gary like, Sinise does big. Snowball Express, and they it's all expenses paid. It's right. meals paid. It's experiences. There's summer camps that I count was a counselor at that was for free for kids um, who had those experiences. The other alternative is there are other cultures that don't believe in life insurance. Um, mm-hmm. And I was I was challenged by my amazing physical therapist Andy um, because in his culture he's Vietnamese they don't do life insurance right there is nothing to gain from the death of your parents so you get yeah. your butt out there and you make your own way mm-hmm. and he challenged me he's like why are you doing this your kids are grown yeah they that's different are yeah on their own you right. do not need to spend that much money out of pocket extra right. or, or at all yeah my life insurance. i would say though uh, if you're so married with little kids i would you, no, i no, would no, disagree listen to me yeah my kids are grown that's, that's right yeah. i will okay. co- i will come back and say life insurance can pay for a funeral yeah, and well, that's no, no, an no, no, expense no. to right. not put yeah. on the kids and well, the people right. that survive and that's where i would go well hold on i didn't finish i did not finish he said, you put whatever money away you want for your creation so yeah. your kids don't have to pay for that. Right, right. He's like, if you're worried about that, he's like, in any assets you have past your kids, he's like, but but life insurance, he's like, from my culture, we don't have that. Right. I so think- my mom always told me this about money. You need to know how to live with a lot of money and you need to know how to live with a little money. Yep. You mm-hmm. need to know both. She said... Know how to be, have money and know how to not have money. And I was like, you that's know, she's right. Really because smart. what that is, is that's making it not about the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's also too when people come into a large sum of money or they have a lot of money, they can spend it all very quickly yep. and live outside of their means. And then that money can very easily go away. Right. And they're like, I'm living outside my means. I don't know how to cut back. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. We, we're <laughs> yeah. We can call it. All right. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And um, we want to hear about your experiences with finance and any advice that you might have Mm -hmm. um, with money. We could probably do a round two with what we didn't talk about Oh, there's so much with money. Oh, yeah, there's so much. If you guys have anything you want to talk to us about, you can email us at our email, noapologiespodcast1 or at gmail.com. Mara, Brooka, and Morgan's... um, social media will all be in the description and yeah we hope you guys have a good rest of your day all right bye bye, bye. bye.